One message for you took from your aunt. Uh-huh. She will bust both of you in the head. Can y'all hear me? It's not rocket science, you know. I think you, like me, um, have a face for radio. Can y'all hear me? Okay. We gonna play with the players we got. The next man up. That's why it sucks. I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to you. This kind of unprofessionalism does not need to be tolerated. And I mean it. Like, you know hear me? You know hear me? You know hear me? You know hear me? What the hell is going on here? Just all hang up. Another episode of the BS Podcast. Hang on. Hang Quincy on. Moran. Hang on. There's all kinds of noise in my ear now. Oh, jeez. We need a little bit more professionalism. Roll Tide, everybody. It's time again for the latest episode of the BS Podcast. I am your host, Quincy, a.k.a. The Q-Dog. In the BS Podcast Studio. Man, I got this meant in. In the BS Podcast Studio. Powered by Man versus Marriage at QuincyMoran.com. We are here to talk some Alabama football and let's get ready to rumble, ladies and gentlemen. In the studio with me is my main man, Wild Bill. Wild Bill, what's going on? Beautiful weather, roll tide roll, baby. It is beautiful weather, Ooh, roll tide roll. Ooh, that Wild Adderall's Bill. kicking in, baby. Wild Bill, tell them who you are and what you do, bruh. I'm Bill Smith. I pastor the New Directions Church of God. I work part-time at Twin Bridges Golf Course. And he rocks the bullet points, baby, every week. Of the football season along with us is my main man josh moran josh what's going on bro what's up I what up, what up? Uh, tell the people who commentary. you are and what you do baby boo I offer commentary and i don't like it when people talk over me so what's that why don't you stop oh you've developed a slur I yes like that. that's good it works it's out that hat he's got on it yes, is. it makes it's a ra- I'm a Raiders fan, so it makes me kind of stupid. True. <laughs> well, but if I take if I take it off, it's fine. See. <laughs> well, if you would wear there a mask, I think we'd all be fine. Again. All right, Shoot. in the fourth, in the man in the fourth chair, Mister Austin Dash. Austin Dash, how are you tonight? I'm good. I'm somewhere between Miss Laurel, Mississippi, and my house. So sorry. That's okay. We forgive you. Where's tell, Amber at? She's supposed to the, stand in. Huh. She's driving. Tell the people who you are and what you do. I am Cindy Moran's favorite son-in-law, and I get on everybody's nerves. So I there's think you just called her Cindy Moran, so that you, that is not going to make you any points. You get on my nerves? Or, I, or, are, you, or are you talking about their I get, nerves? You do. I get on everybody's nerves, I'm pretty sure. It's that, a gift. Whatever's happening there gets on my nerves. But I, There's the Matrix. There's yeah. the Matrix. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Austin Dash is having some Somebody technical difficulties. Somebody control D his ass. <laughs> Austin Dash is having some technical difficulties, so we will come back to him later in the program. Before we get started here with the pregame, you need to know. The BS Podcast is brought to you by Man vs. Marriage, the podcast. Want to be a better man? Want to be a better husband? Want to be a better lover? Check out QuincyMoran.com and look for Man versus Marriage, the podcast. That's right. Roll Tide, everybody. Let's talk about 
predictions here in the pregame predictions. Josh, future thinking for the show, we get more technically savvy. I got to put you on sounds so we can what? get music, stingers, and no, sound effects. No, 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 Just, no, no. I'll do that. Think about that. I think you'd be also, great. I, I want to, uh, I wanna to know how pretty to pretty share cool. a screen and show something and people actually be able to hear it. Yeah, I okay. will have to watch a video, comment on it. I'll have to email technical services to figure out if that's even a possibility. It really should be. But let's get into the predictions. Yeah, predictions really powered by, you guessed it, QuincyMoran.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Alabama for 16 years running beats the Mississippi State Bulldogs in Stark Vegas. And what a, it, what a great atmosphere it was. Very difficult to play in. Bama's first true road test. I mean, technically supposed to be their first true road test until um, elite. Uh, but we will see as the party plays out. And we got a humongous challenge this week. If you thought Starkville, Stark Vegas was uh, difficult, welcome to the 12th man in College Station, Texas. It's tougher at goes. night, though, so at least it's during the day. Yeah, I'm glad it's during the day. So, you know, a few things I want to talk about here as we just get ready for this particular program, get into the first quarter. What is up with McLaughlin, our center? That guy can't snap. He he is having a crap season. He's got to figure things out. I think he must have like a hemorrhoid or something down there. And snap. Like the, every he, once in a while, like he bends down to snap it and it itches a little bit. It's a mental hemorrhoid. And he goes, hey! It's definitely <laughs> a mental hemorrhoid. Then, I mean, that would explain it. That would I, explain it. I definitely want to talk about the defense and a conversation on a sidebar that nothing, Austin Dash yeah, and I had yeah, nothing, about nothing Milrow. It, Can't react to that. No. I mean, come on, dude. That, that was funny. We're going to react if your take doesn't suck, and it's in the suck that, category. A hemorrhoid? I mean, the dude looks like he's got a hemorrhoid. He's playing like he's got a hemorrhoid. All right. Or he looks like he stars in that new movie, Bottoms. <clears throat> I don't know what that is, and I don't. By the sound of it, I don't want to know what it is. But it's time Mark now Sean for the Lynch first quarter. Today's first quarter is brought to you by the BS Podcast because that's what you get here: a lot of BS, Bama sports, BS satire, and family fun. Yeah, a lot of bulletin points. Yeah. Well, it's time now for Wild Bill's Bama bullet points. <laughs> Wild Bill, let's do it! Oh, look at that! We got some BS Podcast swag. Yeah, I love it. I love it. All right, Wild Bill. You are on the clock. You take that shirt and then shove it. I mean, what do you want him to? No, that's actually good for us. Loser hat you got on, you know. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you, but that's my team. I can't help it. By the way, they play next Monday night, Packers and the Raiders on TV. I cannot wait. Put one in the win column for the Packers. Yes. Okay, here we go. Bullet point number one. The number 16. The number 16. Um, felonies that Alabama's football team has. <laughs> the number 16 is how many first downs Alabama had? I haven't looked at The number of sacks that we have given up this year. Holy hell. Which ranks 124th nationally. Wow. I think... Wild Bill, I think the guy who's coaching Alabama's offensive line is moonlighting for the Raiders. That's all I can really say. Go ahead. Bullet point no, number two. No, no, wonder, he, no wonder Kentucky wanted him out. 
He's about as gay as a fanny pack. Why okay, anybody want to guess what 24 would represent? Kobe Bryant. God rest his soul. Number Mamba 24. Um, the number of tackles for loss for our defense. Charles Woodson's number. Austin? He's frozen. No, oh, is he? Am I frozen? Oh, that's, why, that's why. I was, I was wondering how he was keeping that face the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Amber must have jacked him up or something. I didn't know. 24 consecutive field goals by Mr. Will Rock. Oh, yes. That is so good. Would anybody care to take a guess when the last miss was? At, uh, what game or what year? When is last time? A and M. A and M. Tennessee last year. Tennessee. Tennessee. A and M. Missed a forty-nine yard field goal with twenty-five seconds left against the Tennessee Volunteers. Last year? Yes, sir. Yep. He and missed. Because then, oh. <laughs> then I blocked it out. If he had made it, we'd have won it. I blocked it out. Okay. Uh, two hundred and sixty-one. Um, rushing yards. Total yards in the first half. No, that's not true. Uh, the total yards for Mississippi State. Correct. You was looking at something. No. <laughs> I mean, I looked at the stats already the other day, but. Uh, 107. Total <sighs> passing yards by uh, Will Rogers the third. Uh, right. The number of yards that uh, Jermaine Burton dreamed he had the other night in the game. <laughs> While on the bench, loser. Quincy got it right. Number six. The uh, number of rushes by Jalen Milrow. No, he had Devontae 11. Smith's jersey number. Six penalties for 40 yards. Hey, it's coming down. There we go. Oh. Dang. Four score and seven years ago. Josh, the size of your Red Bull can is growing week over week. <laughs> My God. It's the same one, and I only get down to here. A 12 is not enough, and a 16 is too much. Or, uh, yes, I like 14. Okay. That's what she said. Go ahead, Uncle Bill. The number four. Women like that. The number, the number four. Austin's face is a meme, dude. We gave up four sacks and we had four sacks. That is that is pitiful. Why are we giving up so many sacks? I don't know. I don't know. Mm. And in my segment, Milrow was 10 of 12 for 164 yards. Man, he was slinging it, bruh. I mean, how many passes we have in the first half? We, like three? We had zero turnovers. Zero turnovers. And my last numbers I'll give you with Alabama is 88, 17, and three all time against Mississippi State Bulldogs. Man, I hope they stay in our pod. They're not. Um, I gotta They're tell not? You, I mean, we're gonna They're win not. some games playing like this. But, we don't uh, play. We don't play either Mississippi teams next year. I hate what? Yeah, that's weird. 
I haven't heard that. <coughs> but we play we, Texas or Oklahoma, right? We play Georgia and we play Oklahoma next year. That's worse. So, <laughs> well, I'd rather play the Mississippi teams. Who who are our three other teams going to be in our pod? Uh, I don't know. LSU, Auburn, and Tennessee. I mean, that's, that's great. Why I save, they that's why I the, save them with some mad about it. They kept the Tennessee and the Auburn games. I like that. I like the LSU deal, but still, man, Mississippi is tradition. I, I hate that we're not playing them. That's disgusting. I mean, look, look, do you want – this is going to end up being so fun to watch, though, these playoffs and all this conference realignment. Once the playoffs start, this is going to be awesome. We're going to get better games. All right. Thank you, yes. Wild Bill. Great bullet points. The bowl games are going to mean something. At least Brock Bowers won't be there. <laughs> all, all December, you're going to have football. Gad Zooks, Brock Bowers. All right, let's talk about the stats. Stats are brought to you by QuincyMoran.com. Go check out QuincyMoran.com for Man versus Marriage, the podcast, and more. All right, let's talk about first downs. Alabama 17, the Bulldogs 15. Third down efficiency, Bama 5 of 12, Mississippi State 5 for 13. Fourth down efficiency, this speaks to the beauty of the tide. No fourth down attempts for Bama. 0 for 3 are the Bulldogs. Total yards, 357 yards to 261 for Hale State. Passing yards, 164 versus 107. Completion attempts, uh, 10 to 13 for Milrow, 15 to 27 for Will Rogers III. Milrow averaged 12.6 yards per carry, which is better than the week before, week over week improvement. And my man Will Rogers averaged four yards a pass. Interceptions thrown, a goose egg. For the Tide and three for Will Rogers the third. Rushing. Man, a lot of completions without an interception going on for Milrow right now. A lot of rushing yards. Alabama, 193 rushing yards compared to 154. Um, <clears throat> that frustrates me. 154 by the Bulldogs. I think a lot of those came on that uh, first drive of the third quarter. And it uh, looks like we were 30, 43 yards or 43 attempts at 4.5 yards a carry compared to 35 attempts for 4.4 yards a carry. In the Bama bullet points, while Bill already told us, Bama six penalties for 40 yards. Looks like Mississippi State had a quite a bit more uh, discipline as they hit three penalties for 15 yards. We talked about the turnovers and the time of possession Pretty much equal. Bama had 30 minutes and 10 seconds compared to Mississippi State's 29 minutes and 50 seconds. And there are your man versus marriage stats for Bama versus Mississippi State. All right, guys, let's talk about anything you want to for the next four minutes. Milrow is who he is. He's that they are showing what he's capable of doing within the offense. There's about four pass plays that he's good at. So they run those every 20 plays, and he can throw the ball during those, and that's what we get. Our defense is good. We're going to win some games. We're going to lose some, though. I still believe that. Well, so. I'm looking – what I'm looking at, you know, and there – I think if they would have reviewed that particular pass in the end zone that was passed beautifully and caught, uh, he, he could have had a passing touchdown – and he does, he does have well, – okay, so talk to me 
What are the four passes that you believe he can throw? And then I'm going to critique your. I was just going off the top of my head. I'm just saying they probably have four pass pass plays, and uh, there's deep balls in every one of them because he could throw a deep ball. Uh, he's getting a little better at the intermediate stuff, but he we're just going to have to live with him having bonehead plays during the game. Well, I don't I don't see that going away. I think I think overall in this particular game, in this environment. You know, he got sacked twice on the opening drive, which is unacceptable offensive line. He got sacked twice, and from there, I can see his improvement. I think, I think everybody who's looking objectively at Milrow can see his improvement. He still waits just a little bit too long to pass the ball. He waits a little bit too long to run on his, you know, to make his instinctive run when it's time to run, but he's getting better. He has gotten so much better. I think it's my position that the more experience he gains, the more confidence he will have. And he's going, I mean, he's throwing better on the run, Josh on the run, scrambling. He's throwing better. He's making good decisions and he's thrown some passes where his only his wide receivers can get it. And that's another thing we got to talk about is the emergence of this young wide receiver core. They're starting to blossom. They're starting to step forward. And there's also uh, one that's just disappeared, Kobe Prentice and then uh, Jermaine Burton. Prentice uh, made a catch. Yeah. While Bill, didn't Prentice make a, ca- a, a great catch on Saturday? <coughs> he changed his number to six. So. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah. He's a different well, number. Did anybody uh, notice? He did, but uh, the uh, – What the f- – Dominari Gato, Mr. Roboto. The two sacks on the first thing, that wasn't the offensive line's fault. That was Jalen's fault. He had ample time to throw the ball up in the stands or whatever. Stood back there 10 seconds. Okay, I got to admit something. We didn't see most of the first series, and it's my fault. Yeah, I was trying to remember that Instead of putting it on ESPN News, I put it on ESPNU. And we missed the first minute minute of the game. So, there you have it. Those two sacks, he had ample time to get rid of the ball. I don't know what he was doing. So, we're just going to have to deal with him having brain farts. Throughout the and, game, uh, and then but um, he still made plays, and we won forty to seventeen. He, uh, so, uh, I mean, but you know, I noticed he he was finally reading through some progressions. He made a couple of two or three short passes to guys that wasn't his primary receiver. And uh, this could be one of them teams that just keeps getting better every week, y'all. I, um, I it truly start, it happened uh, starting last week. I truly believe that. That is the case, and kind of going back. Could you like imagine going, how good they will be by the end of the year if that's what's happening right now? That, I mean, that's <laughs> like I told you, Josh. Ooh, during, they're going to uh, hate us again. They're going to hate us again. <laughs> I think the potential's there. After that USF game, I was telling Josh while Bill that I did not have confidence that we could compete week in and week out. And after that game against Ole Miss – it gave me confidence that we could at least compete. And now, after watching the team play it at Mississippi State, it gives me confidence that we can win, not just compete. Anybody uh, know anybody uh, know uh, Nick Saban's record against the Bobby Pacino offense or anything? Because, like, that's who's calling the plays. Well, I mean, he was in Arkansas, right? 
Well, it's Courtney. Okay. He's got one of his girlfriends up in the press box with him or not. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Hugh Freeze, same thing. But, uh, I mean, that'd be interesting to know. I don't, I that, don't know. Uh, that. Uh, but, but here might be something I don't know if y'all have noticed. The last two games is he's given Proctor a break ever so often, and he's put Pritchett in at left tackle. And I was reading today, last two games, Proctor hadn't given up a sack. He's gotten... That's what I heard him saying, that he was playing good the other day, too. So, I honestly haven't heard his name the last two games like we did at South Florida. He, uh, uh, about 20, about 20 or 25 snaps, Pritchett has played left tackle the last two games to give him a break. Maybe well, he, maybe he does have need to lose some weight. Well, yeah, the, he looks fat. The other thing about that, which you never know when it's kind of coming out, you never know what's true and what's not. But the other side of that is uh, Booker was not in the game because he didn't yeah. play against Florida. And that is like – that's supposed to be Proctor's anchor. Like right. he gives the rest of the offensive line confidence. So he's not doing much for McLaughlin. And I, I hate being on that guy's, you know, backside. But, uh, again – he snapped the ball when Jalen's, you know, he's there, he's making adjustments, and you just snap the football inadvertently. I don't understand how he is so inconsistent or consistently bad. But with that being said, it's time to move on to the second quarter. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the time you've all been waiting for. It's the second quarter brought to you by Josh Moran at Josh Moran. Dot com. Josh, the floor um, is yours. I don't know if everybody's been waiting on it, but uh, I have been wanting to talk about a few things. Because I'm a Raiders fan, and then I speak with a slur. But we're not going to talk about them today. I want to know how everybody feels about all the new Swifties. Watching NFL now. Who watched the game last night? I watched I part didn't. of it. Did you see the opening? No, I did not. This is where I wanted to show the video and show the opening so people could hear it. Carson Daly, they opened the show and for the Swifties, it was not even the regular opening. They, they did that afterwards, but they opened it by explaining football in the game to the Swifty fans. Well, uh, And then they mentioned her four million times during the game. I think what's evident is they are trying to grow the fan base because why the NF because they are probably losing to attrition. They had a hard time during the Kaepernick years. I don't know if they've brought that Quincy. crowd back. I and gotta, then I gotta say something before you do. It's evident they're trying to grow the younger crowd because of what they did with that Toy Story football game. So I think they're trying to grow the audience. What do you got to say? I don't care what they're trying to do. Those people do not belong anywhere near football. Done. Sorry. Bye. If you don't care what they're trying to do, why did you ask the question? Because I watch football and I have to see all that crap. When I'm trying to watch a game, it's the same thing as somebody saying politics in a game. I don't want to hear about Taylor Swift and all her stupid little fans that don't know nothing about football before they even talk to the real fans. And they're not hurting for money. The NFL is... They're huge. Oh, 
They ain't lost no dadgum money, well, dude. They're just like all the other corporations. Okay. They are just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and Gosh, bigger. Gosh, you're Nobody the NFL. You, you keep up with it. What has Travis Kelsey done in the last two games with her sitting up in the box? Can I show? Can I tell you something? <laughs> Literally, I had never saw this commercial until they started dating. Dude has his own Pfizer get the shot commercial now. Yep. Wow. I Travis saw Kelsey. I saw it. Right as soon as they start dating. And she's a super liberal. Like, yep. You're telling me that dude's a liberal? I mean, I guess he is. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, that annoyed me. You remember what what uh, Mickey said in Rocky? Women weaken legs. Let, let me tell you something, Quincy. I know you got a lot of girls, and you have a different like. I'm all for women's rights and all that, but women don't belong in football. Okay. You could be fans, but you don't belong in the game. Sorry. I don't like the refs. Uh, they ain't never played none. I, I, I want men to keep something in 2023 for themselves. Just like women don't want men in the locker room. It's the same thing. Well, and, the, and the thing is, is they're focusing more on her up in the box than they are the actual game. Yeah, they, they kept going to it. It's like, I don't care that, that Taylor Swift's up there with a bunch of stars going, let's effing go with the drink in her hand. Like, she don't even know what's going on in the game. And she sure don't need to try to dance. She has as much rhythm as I do. <clears throat> well, it's just a weird thing to me, and it's been bothering me. So that's what I started it off with. I'm glad you can get that off your chest. Obviously, you know that I, you and I disagree when it comes to women referees. I'm totally cool with women being analysts never, and referees. It never stops. Um, I, I mean, coaches coaching would be difficult unless she has played the game, but I still think it's possible. They can do strength and conditioning, et cetera. I'm good with. So I don't have a problem with if, that. If um, I thought that it was just going to stop there, I'd be okay with it. But we know the way the world is, so it's not going to. Well, I think uh, uh, Cindy, you off. Cindy mentioned she heard during that game that you're referencing that uh, – her and Patrick Mahone's wife went shopping in New York City. Oh, I'm so happy to hear about that during a football uh, game. I don't even know who Blake Lively two, is. Two other actresses. Two actresses, I mean. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. You know, now, what's, what's that got to do with the football game? <laughs> Nothing, just like neither does politics. Yeah, it's it's pop culture. Do you think that the NFL over the last like twenty twenty five years has been trying to really fold in more pop culture to make the game more attractive? I mean, the game doesn't need to be more attractive. It's it it's really doesn't. Great competition. The people, the people that love it, there's there's plenty of fans out there. Well, why are we why why are they going over to England to play? I have no idea. I've I've given the, and you, the Jaguars are playing two weeks in a row over there. It seems like they're about to try to get them a. Uh, uh, Jacksonville. I, I mean, I've given football you my to take. them over there is soccer. Right. Let, yeah. let it stay soccer over there. I've given my take, and Josh said he asked the question but then said he didn't care about it. I think they're trying to broaden the market. That's, that's I, all. I get it. I don't, what I'm saying is I don't care what they're trying to do. I disagree, and I think it's horrible for football. Yeah. I can, uh, for football, for the entertainment that I watch. <clears throat> do they – is there is there 
like high school and college actual American football out in the like in Britain in the UK? I have no idea, but they got a lot of fans out there. Yeah. Well, one thing like me uh, I could agree with is, and that's because I got a lot of mouths to feed, and I guess so does the NFL. I'm not saying it's an innocent type deal at all. But just because you made a lot of money doesn't mean you're going to stop making money. And the fans bring the money. And so they're going to expand. They're going to expand this as big as they can get it. I don't know where The Rock plans on going. They probably go to China, but they ain't got no big dudes like that, so. And Yao Ming. I don't know where The Rock plans on going with the, the XFL, if it's going to be like the B-League for uh, the NFL or if he seeks to compete with it. You know, like the AFL and the NFL, they used to have those separate leagues and they combined. So, he, <laughs> Quincy, the, the NFL would ruin The Rock's life before they let him compete with it. I think Just like the big three, just like the NBA is doing to Ice Cube right now with the big three. Yeah, and and I don't I don't disagree with you. I'm saying I don't know what his plans are, but well, I believe ain't that is what I'm saying. I believe The Rock carries a lot of swag, so he's actually going to get this these guys that are maybe not good enough for the NFL or haven't developed enough or that are past their prime. He's going to give them an opportunity in his league to showcase their skill set. But he'll never compete with the NFL, is what I'm saying. I got you. He he knows that. Dude, he's part of that crowd. He could, but, they, but they've he's merged. He's stepping on their billionaire's toes. The XFL's merged with the USFL. Oh, so they are growing. They're growing yeah. that brand. The, the reason I say it, I, and I don't know, you know, I watched a little bit of Ballers when The Rock was on there, and they had some of that, some of that frustration about doing what was best for the players in the league, and the league was fighting back, and then he got excommunicated or however that went. And now, and now he owns a league. So I wonder how true to life that was. But we'll see. I mean, it's you always want to expand your brand. You need to grow. You need to continue to evolve. I don't really care if Taylor Swift fans. I, it does not interest me. I don't even know that her music interests me. I, there's a few songs I think that I might I might like. Um, but I don't. It. I, I just. I don't know. It's not. It's not for me. I. I don't know what else to say about that. Uh, what he means is he agrees with me, but he doesn't want to offend anybody. No, I. All right. I agree on. in the sense so, that you guys, in the sense what? that they are making such a big deal out of Taylor Swift being at the game. I agree with you. Why yes. does it and freaking ha- matter? And you hate women in football too. Moving on. I okay. Do not. I do not. I disagree. This is just a quick question. Uh, I thought she died like months ago, but did y'all hear Diane Feinstein died? Yes. I did. I like, did hear you know, that the she time passed. they rolled her in with the wheelchair. I thought she was dead at that point, but apparently she just died over the weekend. So, do, are y'all sad or <laughs> what? Are you seriously asking that question? Yes. Here's because I, I for one, am not sad. She lived a great corrupt life, uh, ninety years old, and uh, now she's off with the devil. I mean, Jesus. Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, I'll say this. Um, say something I, nice about it. I'm going to smack you in the face, dude. I <laughs> I would say that I feel for her, like her grandchildren. Yeah, uh, maybe. I lost my grandpa, and, you know, I don't know of any amount of days that would have been that would have been enough just because of the impact that he made in my life. 
Uh, politically. Uh, oh, my God, Quincy. <laughs> politically, I am not. I'm giving you the answer. This is I authentic. Know, I, I mean, I got you. Politically, I, her, she's not going to be missed. I know she was the first female senator, I think. But the way that they drew the lines in California and how they, how they did the, just dirty politics in general, no, I'm I'm not going to miss that. As far as you know, the human side, um, I feel for her grandkids, and uh, she had, she did live ninety years. She was probably very wealthy. Yeah, a lot of that. She, was you know, of dollars, did yeah. what politicians do, and she probably had yeah. a great life. And my whole uh, point was, I don't miss her, but uh, it looks like they probably just got it a, a worse one. So that'll work out, you know, in their favor. Well, anyways, if they uh, appoint Oprah. She's too big to be a senator of California. She could probably buy the state. Well, you always know what you're going to get with Gavin Kendall Newsom. I think he's really, if those reptiles were real, he's one of them, dude. Like, no doubt. I I listened to a, uh, I listened to partial interview the other day of when he was on the Adam <clears throat> Carolla show, like, years ago. Like, not as the governor. But he started spitting out facts uh, about minorities and how they were disparaged, and then Corolla just started asking questions about other minorities. He had nothing to back it up. It was all talking points. Um, and then I found out that, you know, and people do in their personal life what they do, but he had an affair with his best friend, his best friend's wife, which is his, his campaign manager, and he's never been, you know, brought to task for that. Um, we're finding out now that people's personal lives can commingle with politics, and so it does kind of matter what it is they do. Um, I am no fan of Gavin Newsom at all. Just wanted to let you know that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, a couple more things. Um, I've been hearing on the, the old internet that uh, Brock Bowers is basically God, and then he's the best tight end ever. You think people are overreacting or – what? Well, like in the – go ahead, Wild Bill. I'll give you a chance to respond to that. Best ever? Yes. I, I wouldn't agree with that. I wouldn't either. Yeah. Is that all you got? You know. <laughs> he, I mean, he's a good ball player. That, uh, But just like Saturday, there's no way Brock Bowers would have beat me. Somebody else would have. I'd have had two, or if I had two, three guys covering him. Are you saying you would have injured him? You'd have no. one of your players take him out? No. I'm Is that what you're I, saying, Uncle Bill? I said I'd had either two or three guys covering him. I, mean, I agree with you. I mean, why, why are you going to leave a guy one-on-one with him? Because um, it's all a plan to get Georgia to win three in a row. I think, I think the coverage I saw was none-on-one. Because well, he was wide open constantly, and he did make some. Inc- he made an incredible catch. There was a penalty, I think, on the offensive line, but he made an incredible one-handed catch. And I'm like, who yeah. is this guy? And he I think is, we've given um, he's very impressive. Um, I don't know who would be a better tight end. I'm impressed with our 81. I like that guy. He can catch. He can take a hit. He can block. So I, I like our tight end. He's not in an offense like Bowers, which may be. Is that Aaron Hernandez was good at killing the competition? <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's terrible, but funny. Um, who does does Georgia have any other weapons besides Bowers? 
Let me tell you, though, uh, I'll give some facts. Brock Bowers is the worst tight end ever. He went to Georgia, and that makes him just as worse as the last one that went there. And I'm giving really hardcore facts, and I'm glad we could clear it up that he sucks. Yep. Those facts are brought to you by JoshMoran.com. <laughs> the last thing I want to talk about, what, did y'all see the new AP Top 25? I did not. Tell me what the news is. <clears throat> All right. We got uh, – Georgia at the top, Michigan, number two, Texas, number three, Ohio State, number four. Uh, Georgia got 35 first place votes, Michigan 12, Texas 10, Ohio State 1, that person's on crack, and probably named LeBron. Uh, Let's see, so Florida State, fifth, they got four first place votes. I don't know why, because uh, Florida LSU, State did. That, that kind of looks a, like a lot less impressive win now. So, uh, Penn State number six, Washington number seven. This is all going to get worked out. Oregon number eight, USC number nine, Notre Dame number ten, sitting in front of Alabama at number eleven, and then you got uh, undefeated Oklahoma number twelve. Uh, Washington State, number 13, North Carolina, number 14, and I'll give you another undefeated. You got number 17, Miami. Kentucky's at number 20 undefeated. So I'm going to say that Notre Dame before Alabama is justifiable. And I say that because I saw the way they lost. They did lose at home, but I saw the way they lost to Ohio State. And I saw how Alabama lost at home to Texas. So I would say for now that's justifiable. Um, as far as well, where the didn't Notre is. Dame just struggle to beat Duke? Oh, they might they have, but Duke, but Duke is pretty competitive this year, are they not? I mean, yeah, they beat Clemson, I, but I get it. But I mean, you've got to go on today, and I, I personally think the rankings are worthless until about week six when everybody's actually playing football. The preseason rankings are purely to me for the commentators and for the fans to talk about and for people to get excited about. But I'm here to tell you that that Notre Dame ranked above Bama. They definitely had um, a more impressive loss, if there was such a thing, losing on the very last play of the game. Now, Josh, you got Mississippi State, or you got Ole Miss, LSU up here. What an incredible, incredible storyline. I'll let you go ahead and talk about it, and then we'll get on to the third Which one? Oh, it's – well, it's showing – oh, okay, I saw the video with uh, Ole Miss and LSU. I thought you were going to talk about how Bama – no, yeah. actually, I'm, I was wanting to uh, talk about the top ten and what you guys think Alabama's going to look like at the end of the year. I mean, if you look at this, it's setting up pretty if we can just handle our business. So that's a big task. I mean, because we even have to play Kentucky towards the end of the year, but by then they'll have two or three losses, and they won't they won't be this Kentucky that everybody thinks is a, a national championship. So once that's gone, that'll be fine. So let's see, Georgia – that's Georgia. We'll have to deal with them at the end of the season. Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State are all going to murder each other out of the, there. So, I mean, that happens every year. That's okay. Yeah, that's the war of attrition. Texas has one game, and that's this weekend. So, right. one of them are going to be knocked back this weekend. So, that's another one. Penn State, uh, they'll lose. Florida State has nobody on their schedule, basically. 
Have they already beaten Clemson? Has that game yes. already taken place? Okay. Yes. All right. So FSU. Well, FSU they've got. They got still it. have to play Duke, right? And they'll, they'll have. They've to got play to play Miami. Championship game. Yeah, they got Miami. Miami's got a great defense this year. Okay, so but there's two potential games. Notre Dame. I don't. I think with as a one loss team, Notre Dame is not. They're not going to compete for the playoffs. They're just not. if if we win out, they they have no shot. Uh, so let's talk about the Pac-12 because this yeah. is where it gets iffy. Washington, Oregon, USC, Washington State. Uh, I thought there was another one somewhere in there, but Oregon Utah. State. Well, Utah's in there too. Utah, but they've lost one, so you know. They won't ever be in a top four with one loss. They're just – that's not going to happen. Yeah, but they can beat opinion. one of them teams. They'd have to beat every one of those teams. Well, let's let's talk about that, that three block right there. I don't know well enough. I believe everybody – I think – I know Washington and Oregon will have to play each other, and I don't know if USC plays Washington this year. I'm pretty certain that they, they play Oregon. So – Washington, what is going on in Washington is my question. What the heck is happening? Because they are they are working, folks. Let's see. USC plays Washington November 4th. And then right after that, uh, they play Oregon. Okay. So week. it is on, son. They're, yeah, they and, – and USC actually plays Notre Dame. So, ha-ha, <laughs> there we go. Bye, Notre Dame. Well, if uh, if they don't compete, but the fact of the matter is, which we did not talk about, I see something in Michigan that I have not seen in the last several years, and that is their team speed. And I know yeah. it was Nebraska; I get it, but their They'll team speed, the their team speed looks impressive. I don't know if you saw any of the highlights, uh, Wild Bill, but their team speed—they look. Mean on defense, and they look like they got a lot of speed, which is not typical of a, a you know a Big Ten team. Real uh, quick, I got uh, Harbaugh still the coach. Harbaugh exactly. still the coach. So that's where I'm at. That's <laughs> so all so, I need to know. Him and his Oregon, khaki pants, he's still coaching. Khaki pants, McGillicuddy. Oregon plays Washington this weekend, and then uh, Oregon has no wait. I'm actually on Washington's schedule. Washington plays Oregon this weekend. We already told you about the USC, but. They still play Oregon State on the road. They play Washington State, Utah. I mean, <laughs> it's just brutal this year, dude. Uh, Washington so and Oregon play this week. Yes. What do you got? Two thirty-year-old quarterbacks competing against each other? I don't know, but it don't really matter, does it? If I'm the thirty-year-old <laughs> so, guy, I'm ready. I want to. I want to compete. USC still has Notre Dame, uh, Utah, Washington. Oregon and then UCLA at the end. Uh, Southern Cal's so, going down because they have no defense. It's I, brutal. It's brutal. So I, it's taken this long for the dismantling of the Pac-12. They finally have a like a core of competitive teams that are working in the top twenty-five this year that are dangerous. But after that, after this season, it's all bye-bye. That's so, the end of my quarter, by the way. Yes, it is. It that is it. Um, we're going to have to call. We're going to have to call an audible because of uh, Austin Dash. Is Austin there? Is he just being quiet? Or he's, he just... he's listening in, but his network is struggling. So he has sent me okay, some information. So... so we'll jump into the third quarter. Time now for the third quarter, typically sponsored by Austin Dash, our saving correspondent. Anybody, um, anybody talk or did anybody watch the post-game presser for Coach Saban? 
I did not, but all I know is we saw Angry Sabes come out, and Angry Sabes is here. And that's, uh, I'm sure you've seen I thought seen he that. was done. I, I'm, I'm sure that you've seen the video going around because I watched it in real time, and the reporter was like, hey, you know, ad-libbing. Let me see here. Saban says there's a lot of things Alabama needs to improve on, but he's uh, plenty of good to build on. Says tight aren't where they need to be, and the players need to continue to try and, and stack improvements. Saban says Alabama didn't play the run as well as they would have liked. That's true. Says that Mississippi State is always a tough game for Alabama, which is true. Says the game tonight was physical and tough. It was. Uh, praises the scoring defense, which I thought the defense really stood tall. I was really proud of him that third. And I told Josh, look at him. Look at him go, baby. Look Get at him Get it, coach. Go. Get it, coach. Oh, there's Tommy Reese getting some too, baby. Yes. Listen to that, yes. coach. Yes. And what, what look was Look at that. What was the genesis of this version of Saban? So a reporter asked him, Coach, we saw you more animated on the sideline. Can you talk to us about what that is? He said, Miss Terry said, if they weren't playing well, to get on their butts. And I was following orders. And let me tell you something. The old Sabe, the Jedi Saban, the Master Yoda Saban has returned. And I let's just, pray he stays. I wish his wife would have said that week one. No, there, Josh, you said it earlier. Alabama is on a course to peak at just the right time. And so the farther we get along into this, I mean, he was giving Terry on Arnold a, just a verbal lashing to coach him up. And you saw that Terry on took the coaching because he improved <laughs> as the game went along. Hey, it's almost like these players like structure. Look at it. Look at him. Get on Malik Benson. Come on, Malik. Um, and coach said about Jabin about Jalen Milrow, he is building more confidence, which we've talked about. He's playing better every game, and truly, he put together two two well played halves this uh, this particular game. So I look forward to what's going to happen. Saban says the offensive line played really well. I'm not there, coach. Uh, I think we did we did better. And he man, needs to stop lying. He needs to scream at him during a freaking press conference. Man, I got to tell you. Uh, Jason McClellan is just impressive, dude. Um, he's not that impressive compared to some of the other running backs we've had, but he's good for this team. I'm impressed with his his improvement and what he's doing. Now, I did not get a chance to watch uh, the pregame press conference, but I'm going to read some of uh, Austin Dash's notes. And this is quoting Coach Saban. West Virginia is awesome. Uh, Q Country Roads. Saban said that. You know what I wanted to play on this podcast and I didn't? I wanted to play his song. Glad it didn't work out. It's a great song, dude. Have you ever heard it, for real? Me? Yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily... I heard it, yeah, but I don't listen to praise style. Austin wants you to know that West Virginia is 4-1 and one and they just had a big victory over the weekend. It's a good song, though. They ain't got a hold of Oklahoma or Texas yet. He's... he's Ear hustling right now, so I feel like they just—they're just over there talking shit about us, and we can't hear anything. And well, as I've told you in the past, people tend to see other people through the lens for which they—they uh, they view themselves, and uh, you are a crap talker like no other. So you're probably wrong. Is that why you act homo all the time? You're one to talk, always talking about gay. 
All right, so Jimbo does a really good job with the offense. Uh, no, he doesn't, Coach Saban. They've got some really good skill players, which we know they do because they are the top recruiting class for how many years running. So it's going to be really important for us to have the kind of intensity that we need. And I'm going to tell you what, I, I, I totally agree. I think the, the team is building some credibility within themselves. What would you say to that, Wild Bill? Would you agree? Uh, yeah, no, but they're still, I don't know, to me, there's still something missing. I can agree with that. I, I, I just, I can't, it just, like they're not clicking on all cylinders. Something, it's like something's holding them back. Maybe. Uh, I don't I don't It's freaking that. America, dude. These young black men of today have it rough. I don't I'm not really sure what you mean by that. I don't know. It just sounded that could be wrong with them. But if I was in college making a million dollars a year, I wouldn't think I was having it rough. But America hates black people in football slavery. Colin Kaepernick said that. Yeah. Who that's... cares what he says? I don't. I'm Nobody. just saying that his dumb ass said it. His, <laughs> mama, his mom and daddy that raised him don't even care what he got to say. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it hurts their feelings a little bit. That was <laughs> abject stupidity. Um, none, I don't none, know, of those, they, they none of are, those. That, that Netflix special. They, they are playing better. Yeah. But it's like, I, I don't know. that. It's slowly happening, I believe. Yeah. They, and that's, I, I, each I'll tell you who's going to end up being there. I don't like it that they're not playing Roy Dale enough. Agreed. If you want somebody in there to run over somebody, put him in there and let him run That's over. That's what I told him. He's got that dog mentality. And then if he saw the true freshman when he came in, it was about a 12, 15-yard run. The, his acrobatic, his yeah. freaking balance is insane. Yeah. And he'll run over you too. I'll show you all but, that. Uh, uh, they, we got to get the wide receivers doing. I don't know. I don't know what the wide receivers are doing sometimes. Well, I think I think in this particular game, which you definitely want balance, but I think we sought to establish ourselves as a running football team, run first and then ask questions later, because I think that is our strength, and and we need to rely on our strength. I told Josh this over and over again. You need to take what the defense gives you. But I see our wide receiver class growing. I see them improving. I see the guys who really want to get out on the field and to make plays. Those are the guys that are starting to play. And like Josh said, they've got that dog mentality. They are going out there, and it's they do not care if they're the new guys in town. They're going to compete. And the guys that have been there for a few years are sitting on the bench. So Yes. Uh, well, they're going to have to throw the ball against A&M. A&M's got a tough front seven. Well, and, and we'll, see, we'll see exactly what that looks like. And Austin uh, is texting on the backside saying he sent me some, uh, some stats uh, for the wide receiver group. He's sent me all kinds of notes, and I'm just not smart enough or fast enough to, uh, to bring them out there. So I'm going to do my best. Um, talking about uh, Coach Saban's response as far as uh, Texas A&M alluding to what uh, Wild Bill just said, they're leading the conference in defense. 
very good up front on defense, very difficult to run the ball against. They scored a lot of points. The combination of those two things make them a really good team. It, and it'll be a real challenge for us. And, and that's something that I agree with. And I'm not sure what style of defense. I'm pro- I would imagine they're going to take from the, the first few weeks of the game film, they're going to look at what's given us the most trouble, and they're probably going to try to capitalize on that. But I don't believe we're the same team that we were. I don't believe Milrow is the same guy that he was. So us getting to establish some dominance we with that offensive Bryce line. We lost Young there, though. What? We lost two years ago with Bryce Young there. Yeah. True. That sucked. That sucked. Never want to lose to these guys. I, it puts a burn in my saddle. Um, he said we that lost there's to Texas A&M two years ago. Two, two years ago, we sure did. It was a night game. What was the score? I can look it up. He said that uh, we're making progress at left tackle. I thought they played better in this game. This is probably the best they played all year. The offensive line as a whole played one of their best games against the difficult front that stunts. There was a lot of stunting going on. Caden Proctor probably played the best game he's played all year, which is a good thing, and hopefully there will be some confidence and I think we have confidence that Elijah Pritchett can do a good job for us as well. There you go, Uncle Bill. Yeah. 41-38 two years ago in yeah. College Station. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Miss yeah. um, Terry, well, she waited, uh, she waited up for me to get home, so that was a good thing. But it was for one of the first games she's missed. That and is. didn't go uh, to, huh? Quincy, I read the uh, uh, article today. He said they said it was the first game that she had missed since yep. he had been in Alabama. Yep, and that's uh, I she said she can it. see things better on the TV. The translation is out. they're not they're not getting around as good because they're old. So she said they're grandparents. She said uh, our coach Saban said he got coached up a bit when when he got home. So yeah, <laughs> it it does. Uh, you know, you've heard the saying. I, I don't remember exactly how it goes, but behind every Good man is a great woman, and I don't disagree with that. I, I, I think, I think that uh, Miss Terry is is giving him some advice, and he is received it well. And he's going back to old school. I mean, there, whether you're a coach, a player, or you're bringing water, you better watch out for old Sabinox. He's he's coming. He's coming. But and Ms. we need But Miss Terry, him. I just feel bad at my old age for for saying those things. I just think it's me. Do it. 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 All right. I'm sure there's a lot more we could have gotten to. And, Austin, I I really hate that uh, you had a challenge with the old digital issues and the signal. One thing that he did want us to point out before we wrap up and go to the fourth quarter is hey, AM had a punt hey, return. Since they're listening, I want to uh, – I want to say something. Uh, Amber, it's because you guys can control these technological issues is why he's not on here. It's all in your control, just so you can hear that. Every bit of it. Okay. You control it. Here's one thing I can control, too. That's me telling you to shut up. Um, <laughs> Texas A&M had a punt return, touchdown, and an interception return for a touchdown against Arkansas. They only had two offensive touchdowns. Uh, a two-yard pass and a 30-yard pass. They returned the ball. Uh, How's Arkansas's defense, though? 
I don't know. I don't. I don't know of anything that's astounding about it. I did not do any um, any research. I'd hope that Sam Pittman would put it on the old Aggies, but it did not happen. I mean, he had a luster that first couple years, but he's kind of fell off. Yeah, I mean, that's what happens at Arkansas. It is, and unfortunately, it's it's a great university, but it it is unfortunate to see it happen. All right, guys, so it's time now. B, they lost to BYU. They lost to LSU. They've be uh, lost to Texas A&M, and they I think wow, their only win is against Kent State, twenty-eight to six. Yeah, Bama Claus is coming to town soon, I believe. Actually, I don't know if we play them there at home, but uh, could be a tough road for old brother Sam Pittman. We'll play I hate at to home. see it, but the fact is, is that uh, if if they decide to dispatch of him, Alabama needs an offensive line coach. He'll probably go back to Georgia, but. Bama needs an offensive line coach. So, Coach Saban, bring him on as an analyst, please. I heard Kirby Smart farts a lot. He'd probably come to Bama. Well, that's probably just a lot of hot air. That being said, it's time now for the fourth quarter. Let's get into it, boys and girls. Put him up. Put him up. All right, let's close it out. Now, candidly, I want to think about what goes into You want to think? I bet that's hard. I want to think about what needs to go into this prediction with Bama and Texas A&M. I was a bit conservative last week. I'm concerned at the at the rate at which Alabama's staff gets outcoached. Now, for the last two weeks, I don't believe we've gotten outcoached, and I was I was very impressed with what we did against Ole Miss. But this is Texas A&M. These are they have superior athletes. They have Bobby Petrino over there compared to Ole Miss. Okay, I thought you meant us. It's like, oh wow. No, I'm talking about compared to Ole Miss. I don't think I think Lane Kiffin could outcoach Jimbo Fisher three times a day. I mean, that's not even enough. I I really think he could he can coach him under the barn, dude. But with that being said, while Bill. As you get together your prediction, what do you think it's going to look like in College Station? We're going to win. All right. How much are we going to win by? I mean, Jimbo's a has-been. He's a never was. Uh, Alabama's going to win 27 <laughs> to... Thirteen. All right, Josh, talk to me. What? You got to remember, A and M's got their backup quarterback playing. Wait, what happened to their other quarterback? He's out He's for the season. For the year. When did that happen? Game before last. Wagman or Waggy Man or whatever his name was. Hang on a second. He's done for the year, Josh. So their backup sucks? Because I heard Jimbo Johnson, talking the other day. It's old uh, Johnson that used to be at LSU. He's got a broken Brad bone. Brad Johnson's boy. According to our saving correspondent, he has a broken bone in his leg. Who, uh, the other dude? Waggy yeah. man. So that guy was good? He was the starter. When did he play? Oh, there he is. Connor Wiegman. Well, the other guy threw for two touchdowns. I think they were talking about this other guy. Max Johnson is their quarterback. Okay, so 
I'm going to say 35. Ugh. Coach Saves has to scream some more, though. That's one prediction. Uh, 35 to 24. I, ho- I ha- hope it's not like that, though. But You think it's 35 to 24? Bama. Oh, you I really pick- don't. Huh? You finally picking Bama to win. The defense is starting to bring me on it, which is a bad sign. I hope that they keep doing it, but I think that they are. Yeah, I'm in. I, I'm thus far. I'm impressed. Now, what do you know about their offense? Because according to Austin Dash, their offense is struggling. They they could not score more than two touchdowns against Arkansas. So, what's what is the story there? Because I they I'm trying to really come up. They had 414 total yards, 210 passing yards, 204 rushing yards. And it's only two bad. offensive it's touchdowns. Better. It's better than us. Let's take a look at what they've scored this season thus far. New Mexico, they put 52 on them. They lost to Miami. They put they scored 33 against Miami. They beat UL Monroe. They put 47 on them. They played Auburn and scored 27. They played Arkansas, and they scored 34 points. So 14 of those points were scored by the offense. So as I look at that, you know, I don't know how well Miami is doing. I can't recall, but are they undefeated? Yes, they are, so. and they've got one of the top defenses in the country. Okay, and they still were able to put 33 on them, but they were only able to they put 27. They had that other dude, though, right? They were only able to put 27 on Auburn at home. They had this guy. But he see. threw two, t- two interceptions in that game, so. So I think it's a big week. I think it comes down to can they exploit – Alabama, where we have not matured football-wise. All I know is now I'm nervous before every damn game. Thanks, Bama. We got to contain a nice Smith. That their running back? He plays everywhere. Running back, wide out, Mm. slot. He got speed. All right. I've come up with my prediction. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Alabama, Texas A&M, College Station, Texas, the tide rolls 49-10. to Man, I hope you're right. I do, too. That, that would be sweet. I think, our, I think our defense is just going to continue to improve. They get, they get a little bit loose. Um but I mean, what? Who's forty-one? Josh, what's his name? Braswell. Braswell, wherever the football is, he's there. And I chewed him out for the first four games because he was he was not finishing the tackles like he should. But that man is everywhere the football is. Dallas Clark is tuning it up, and then our replacement. There's a lot of players everywhere yeah, right now. Our replacement number seventeen, who is in for Deontay Lawson. I am impressed with his ability. I think there's two of them, ain't it? That's Marshall Mitchell. And the other guy. Yeah, Mitchell. I am impressed by you, young man. Good for you. I think he's going to do nothing but develop. He's an older player too, isn't he? He's like a junior. Yeah. He transferred then, in from Georgia. Oh wow. Okay. Well, he's making an impact there. Oh, is that Tresmond Marshall? Yeah. That's the guy. Yeah, he did come from Georgia. So he's the guy that came in, huh? Number two ain't doing too bad back there playing safety. Yeah. He's doing well. 
I'm I'm I like what Kool Aid's doing. I like his intensity. Josh is not impressed with Kool Aid. Precisely for his uh, punt return. No, I'm not impressed with his punt return ability. He's got to he's he got to get that right. Punts. He keeps but muffing them. I, I think mean, uh, Terion's getting better. I do. I'm with you. Downs is looking pretty good. So I think the defense is really evolving. I believe it can keep us in every single game, and the offense is starting to come along. And after after that after that rowdy environment i mean it's going to be worse but like josh said it's not nighttime i don't know why we're playing at 2 30 seems like a premier game to be played at night but i don't want to play at 8 p.m anymore i can tell you that no that hey was... look at all these tackles kool-aid had quincy i think he's Zero. got i think he's got eight tackles on the season how many look how many did caleb downs have saturday oh he's way up here at number one uh eight and an interception um, and Jihad Campbell had one. Chris Braswell had an interception. We're Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid too busy making money. And, well, uh, I know he's I know punts. I know you're going to disagree with this, but if, this they, have a, we need if they have a choice to throw at Kool-Aid or Terion, they're going to throw at Terion. Terion's playing better than Kool-Aid this well, year that, a little bit. He's getting the opportunities to showcase himself because they are not going to throw towards Kool-Aid. And so – when yeah, but he can still make tackles. When you're a shutdown, not if they're not thrown to your side of the field. What about on run plays? On run plays, it depends on how he's involved. Well, he had zero. He's a cornerback. He's not a safety. He's not a linebacker. There's a difference. Well, quarterbacks have tackles all the time. They do. If they're do. physical and they're good. So, are they running to his side of the field or not? That's where, that, that's where it's at. I There's no way that dude shouldn't have had at least one tackle. And he muffed two, two, three punts this year. To keep from getting hurt is what I think he's doing. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not the same guy. He doesn't look – he didn't even get better from last year to this year. They it's hyped uh, him up. They hyped him up. Back up but, several years to when Dion was in his prime. The prime time. There's several, a lot of times several, get, several decades, you mean? Well, <laughs> he, was, he was staying out of the way of tackling folks. He, wasn't yeah, he never tackled he, no, I'm yeah. talking about for a few years, he didn't want he, none. He sucked at tackling, too, and he didn't try yeah. to tackle most of the time. He, he, but he was an interception artist. Yeah. Well, that was his thing. I wish I was smarter at how to, how to get the analytics and to see what they're doing to throw away from or towards Kool-Aid, where are they running the ball primarily, because without those facts, it's opinion. And did I, I Austin send in a prediction? He did. Austin Dash is looking at 35-17 Bama. Should have mentioned that. Thank you very much, Uncle Bill, for reminding me. All right, guys. I could have definitely done a better job. Austin, uh, missed you being here. You uh, you would have been able to give some, uh, some Quincy, stats on the fly. Why so, so much self-deprecation? What are you talking about? I could have definitely done a better job. Oh, my God, I suck. Oh, <laughs> come on, dude. I didn't say that. I'm saying that's that weak sauce. You're weak sauce. Hey, I'm, say it with balls, dude. Say it with balls. You say, I did a great show, and if you don't like it, you can go somewhere. Go somewhere. Go to a yeah. Swifty concert. Oh, yes. man. By the way, if you get the opportunity and you're a country music fan to go see Luke Bryan in concert, I recommend you go do it because that man played for over two hours. He had a great time. We took Anissa for her 16th birthday as her oh, gift. Wow. 
and she was blown away. But for for an artist to play for over two hours, that's pretty impressive, man. That's a lot of work out there. So, uh, yeah, that sounds fun, dude. Kool-Aid McKinstry is number 14 out of 20 on the team with tackles. He's got nine. Um, t- 12 total, nine solo, three assists in four games, and four passes defended. Uh, Terry on Arnold, I know they're throwing the ball, going all over his spot, but he's got 28 tackles. Yep. Two and a half for loss, an interception, 37 yards, and five passes defended. And I would say that I, I just don't I would think say that I, I get what you're saying. You're they're saying because they're not going towards They're going to run to his side of the field because he's not as strong a defender as Kool-Aid is. And that that's I'm using my coaching brain there. You're not going to run you're not going to throw at the strongest side you of the can't field. Can't do that the whole game, Quincy. You just you're going to You're going to take I watched I watched uh I watched uh, Mike Evans, or you watch any NFL number one or whatever. They have to throw it that way. They can't. You can't go through a whole game not using one side of the field. So it just maybe they do it in college, but I don't think they do it in the SEC. I mean, we're all big boys here. You you go where? I mean, yeah, you'll take advantage of matchups, but eventually you're going to have to. If you're a quarterback and you have the option to throw towards Kool Aid or Terry on Arnold. Just logically, where are you going to throw the ball? Uh, wherever the guy's open. Okay. So then, with your logic, he's we don't, probably you not. You don't even know. You, you don't even. I just read you the stats. You don't know. You're you're using a guess as well. So none of us really know. I'm using. Uh, but I did read the stats. I'm using like clinical research. That's what I'm using. Yeah, but I've, I've told you, and Uncle Bill has noticed, that we don't think he's as good as last year, and his stats reflect it. I don't think he's playing as hard as he did last Me year. Me either. He doesn't look like it. And he's muffing punts, dude. Come on, he didn't but, do that last but year. But he's gotten more. For lack of focus. He's gotten more endorsement money since last year, and maybe that's got something to do with it. Do I don't you know. think – do you both of you guys? Do you think that Kool Aid plays strong side, or that he plays on the weak side? I don't know. You tell us. My perception is he's going to play on the strong side, and he's probably going to cover their top wide receiver, and they are going to tend to throw away from him and run away from him. And if I'm not mistaken, he probably what? plays on that strong side with Dallas Clark. Dallas so, Turner. I, just, yeah, I don't know why I call him Dallas Clark. Um, Dallas Turner. So. Uh, I don't know. He, he could, he, he's, he's on the right side of the defense. I mean, we don't, he don't follow the top receiver from one side to the other. That's just what I'm saying. Like you can't, it's, there's so much different things that happen with passing today that there is no, you're covering this guy the whole time, deal or whatever. Like no, everybody's moving. Alabama don't play like that. Offenses do, and that's what I'm talking about. He's well, going to line up against different people throughout the game. Well, I'm happy to be corrected. So let's look a little deeper into it. Josh, give me some stats, please. I don't know how to do that. I've been trying. I've been googling it. Well, you got a whole week to do it. You can mode me next show and tell no. me how wrong I am. 
I'd love for you to do that. I don't want you to be wrong. I'm just giving you my opinion. I'm giving you mine. Your opinion's wrong. Your opinion, <laughs> like your face, your opinion sucks. Yeah. All right, not boys. As as, not as bad as Austin's. Any final thoughts <laughs> before we close this one down? Say anything. Josh Moran, your final word. Word. Roll Tide. Wild Bill, your final word. Miss Terry, get get us ready. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Miss Terry. Hallelujah. Austin Dash, we know your final word is Roll Tide and Go Mountaineers. And for Austin Dash, Josh Moran, Wild Bill and his Bama Bullet Points, I am the Q-Dog, and this is the BS Podcast. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Roll Tide.